0: This episode of the Redneck Country Podcast is brought to you by OutdoorFunctions.com. OutdoorFunctions.com is an online calendar-based system where you can go on, scroll month to month to month so that you ensure you don't miss any kind of outdoor function coming down the pipe. Anything from clinics to banquets to fundraisers to gun club events, whether it's practices or competitions, folks, they're all on there. Head on over to OutdoorFunctions.com and take a look. You can even sort by the type of event you want to look for. At this point in time, they have completely wiped their calendar due to COVID to ensure all the events that are posted there are truly happening. And therefore, folks, they need your help to rebuild it for free. Go on and hit the event submission button on the top right and be able to put your event in there to start to populate this calendar back up post-COVID so that we can all get back out and enjoy the outdoors together. So, folks, spread your wings, try some outdoor events, and please be sure to check out www.outdoor.com doorfunctions.com Hey folks, one of the redneck country podcast. You were on with real redneck Tom Millard. And of course we've got the almost guy real redneck bill, Tom, bill, are you there?
1: I am here and it's a beautiful night for a podcast. It's a
0: beautiful night for a podcast. And as always sitting right beside me to my right is the patriarch of redneck country or my father, real redneck Don Millard. Dad is your mic. Hot. It's hot. Even
2: though it's cold outside, I was going to ask Bill. You, Bill, are you, sitting it's in the not car again? cold
1: outside. Well, it's not? I got, <laughs> uh, I got let back into the house this week. I, I must have been good or did something right, but I'm, I'm in here with my blanket and toque on. So did she I'm, listen to the uh, podcast a couple weeks tea.
0: ago? She's on to you now. She knows that <laughs> yeah, when I you will. go out,
1: you expect her to do the dishes. <laughs> You know what? I haven't said a word about that. I thank you not to say anything either because I didn't get a cuff upside the head or a sideways look, so <laughs> I don't think she's on to me yet. I might need a fishing buddy to join me in the kayak in a, in a, in a, yeah.
0: a month or so. So... <laughs>
1: Hey, and I blame you, by the way, uh, this global warming thing is, has got to be your, your fault because this springtime is coming an awful lot sooner than I thought it was going to. So it. a few podcasts ago, you were wishing for it. And I think you got your wish.
0: Hey, I tell you what I've my, my F two it's been running in the laneway for about a month yeah. and a half straight. I just keep running out with a jerry can topping her up. Let's bring this on.
1: <laughs> I'm not surprised, based on what I'm seeing out there. I can see my grass in some spots, which is awesome. I for know us
2: it. Yeah, we're losing snow, but it turned cold today. It turned cold. Yeah,
1: next snow. week is all in the pluses, though.
0: We're good yeah. to go. Well, I only I had to shovel so. once. Uh-huh. I shoveled once. That was it. It's
2: gonna be a cold walk home tonight, though.
0: I love it. I love well. it. Anyway, so where are we going tonight? Well, I think we make this short again because. I, i'm 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 excited one more time I can't I can't wait to bring on our next guest because they again are personal friends of ours in fact like really really close I absolutely love them I know dad loves them I know you've met them and so and 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 you gotta love them because you've met them and so yeah yep. I'm just pumped to bring them on bill I really am but we got stories upon stories and hopefully to build this community
1: yeah I'm anxious to 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 hear some some stories and, and get to know some, uh, some new friends too. And yeah, without further ado, I think we should get these guys on and, 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 start, start having a conversation. What do you think, Don?
2: I think so. Yeah. I'm excited about having a couple of friends come on and uh, share some stories. It's great.
0: Okay, folks, I am super, super excited once again this week, because We've got a duo, I'm going to call them the dynamic duo if I can do that, but I'm so pumped again because from last week, who brought you the most educated conversation on the planet, and folks, I'm not going to go into details, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, you have to go listen to it now. There is no ifs, ands, or buts. It is mandatory that you hear it, and we learned all about who this person is, and how intelligent she is, and what she stands for. And now this week, I'm so pumped because we get to put that part of it aside and actually hang out and just have a conversation with her and her man, who me, Dad, Bill, we've all been to the gun club, we've shot with them lots, absolutely love them. So without further ado, we have Emily and Frank. M is your <laughs> mic hot?
3: Are you there? I'm here. Thanks for the fabulous introduction again and... Thanks for inviting my uh,
1: better half along with me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Frank- i tell you, to, to, to be honest, though, I don't know if I've ever met Frank. I, <laughs> oh, he's are you quiet. S- oh, you, <laughs> you had. Know, maybe you had that's a- why. You know, I, shooting, <laughs> uh, shooting at the gun club there, uh, I've, seen, I've seen you around and. And I've heard uh, a lot about you guys and I'm pretty anxious to see uh, what comes of this podcast and we're going to do our best to try to keep things on the rails. No, you're going to do your best possible. to keep things on the yeah, rails. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think that's where it goes. Cause you know, right, we were talking about before is it's just, let's have a conversation, try to figure out who you guys are. And for me, uh, I don't know all the stories. So it'll be really nice to, uh, to, to get to know you guys through for this forum and, and hopefully we can provide some entertainment. So
3: yeah. I'm pumped well, because... in rodeo bill. We were roper. Cause that'll help. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I no.
3: was not. <laughs> no. He was part of the chaos. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was part of the chaos. That was the Rostock answer. Oh.
0: So, so my whole thought process was last week, we got to know who Emily Brown is as a, a gun rights person, but not only that, as a, a very intelligent, she's a math professor uh, at a, uh, a very well-known school here in Ontario. And as on top of that, she's running for MP of the Conservative Party for the Burlington Riding. And so, we got to, to hear all of that jazz, which was so awesome. And again, go back and listen. So now we want to see who Emily truly is. And we already know because we shoot together so much and, and, and have combos all the time. And honestly, one heck of an ambassador. And then coupled along beside her, her husband, Frank, who I get to shoot with quite a bit on the on the handicap um events of all of our trap shoots that we go to so i get to hang out with frank a little bit more than hanging out with frank and emily just on on the 16 yards so we get to bring him on and and frank your mic is hot right are you there Yes, I'm here. Okay, so I have said, and Emily knows this, I have no problem saying it, but I have said before that she's like the female version of me when it comes to talking and excitement and and passion. And I do believe that and and times 10, maybe even
2: more on the passion side. And you know, Frank, that you have it on recording now that Emily has said you're the better half. So hang on to that.
3: There you go. So, That's a political statement. Come on, Don. I know how to smooth up my yeah. constituents.
0: So, so that 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 is Emily and Frank in a nutshell. Frank is is much quieter, and I believe because Emily is not. And so, <laughs> Emily, you you alluded last time to how long you've shot. I'm not going to ask you to put the years on it, but can you take us on a on a quick rough journey of of your shooting and where you're at today?
3: Where I'm at today, well, um, I moved with my family to the Peel Gun Club in Brampton. It was at Heart Lake Road and Beauvair Drive. My dad was looking for supplementary work after retiring from the military, and I ran the office in the gun club because they said, well, you can't babysit really out here, and a 12-year-old girl would really probably like a little income, so I ran the office. Right and uh, a fellow named Jack Miller, who was already in his 70s then, one day said to me would you like to try shooting and he put this old gun in my hand that had a poly choke on the end that you turned the choke (laughs) literally to change um, i actually have one of those do you have one today bill you actually have one yeah do you really really i I
2: thought i was the only one old enough to know (laughs) what a poly choke was
3: (laughs) Oh yeah. gosh! Yeah, and I tried it, and I I really loved it. Took to it like a fish to water. And sometime shortly thereafter, he brought me his old Remington 1100 that already had a hundred thousand shells through it. And he said, "Give this a try. It'll be better for you." And I took that gun, and I shot quite well with it. Very different type of firearm. And I uh, started to see some success in competitions, Small ones. I couldn't afford very much. I paid for all my shooting by myself. So I only shot 16 in handicapped targets. I couldn't afford doubles. And I also reloaded on an old uh, Mech 600 Junior Reloader. Oh, was, oh a at a time. an old antique table. Oh, oh my goodness. goodness. Um, yeah, so that's uh, how I started. And then um, I won the Junior... Ontario championship in 76, I guess. (laughs) You didn't have to put dates down. (laughs) I think it was 76. And then uh, the Canadian championships that year were in Vancouver. And um, Mr. Miller said to me, if you go out there and you do well, you know, I'm going to meet you at the Toronto airport with a brand new 1100 in a box just for you, brand new. And I, I did accomplish what he set out for me to do. And there he was with this big green Remington 1100 box at Toronto International Airport welcoming me home. So I don't know how that would pan out now.
1: (laughs) It's a little bit different now, for
3: sure. Yeah, Yeah. my dad and I flew back from Vancouver that year. And um, yeah, it was lovely. And I still have both of those 1100s. I took the old one out this past January uh, July for Canada Day did a little video and it's just brilliant you know i shot 50 targets I, i'm not even sure i might have shot 48 or 49 out of 50 with it and i hadn't picked it up no in nine uh, years so <laughs> That is so cool. So you still
0: have the gun and that, see, that was the, those are the stories that are just awesome. Right. Cause then you're, you're hooked at that point. Like you're already in, but then you have somebody that is on your hip being a promoter right with you and, and agging you on and pumping you up that, how do you stop? That's yeah. And those are the people. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the people that are at the gun club. That's who I, I've known at at gun club since I was 12 working at it. So that's awesome. That's wicked.
1: just as a quick question, how did you two meet, uh, Frank well, and well, I? Actually, the 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 four yeah the four. Well, I, I'd like to know how the like the four years met, as far as from a gun club perspective, right? Uh,
3: right? well, you know, trap shooters. We travel. We like to shoot at different clubs, and we like to meet different people and. Uh, the pandemic has just been uh, a killer for our community. You know, we miss everyone. This has been delightful to be participating in the podcast, but um, we love to see each other. And every Sunday, um, you know, in a summer, we have a shoot somewhere in Ontario. Yeah. So we go to we go there. We pack our <laughs> picnics and we pack our lawn chairs. And um, yeah, Todd and I met through uh, St. Thomas. So Mm-hmm. Yeah. Many,
0: many years ago. I, 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 yeah, it was, it was epic. Like, so St. Thomas holds the the big long weekend shoots and they're usually three days or two or three days anyway. And so there's, there's a lot going on. And obviously when you have big personalities, you, you meet those people. And then that's just, <laughs> that's just <laughs> Emily chuckles. And then you meet the quiet one behind her.
3: And then yeah. so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you meet dad and you meet mom and you meet
0: and, Yeah. And I mean, we go and we set up our uh, dad. Dad. I'm going to say we dad sets up his tent and puts his chairs under there. And dad has said from day one that he just doesn't judge a a trap shoot from how well he does on the score. I mean, that's nice to do. But at the end of the weekend, he'll always tell me. Do you, know what, do you know how you judge this, Dad? Can you cut me off? Do you know where I'm going with this?
2: Oh, yeah. Who and how many come and ch- take an empty seat under that <laughs> canopy? <laughs> he
0: loads up all Absolutely. these open yep. lock chairs. I have to take
2: eight chairs or I often don't even get to sit down in a chair. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> but that's what it is. That's what trap shooting is. And people think, oh, it's just a competition. Go shoot and go home. And you do, it's not, not even. That, I think, is the no. byproduct. The big deal is yep. because, like Emily said, you're traveling to all the different gun clubs on any given Sunday. And the, the, yeah. the long weekends are the big ones. And like Frank and Emily always come to St. Thomas and you guys will stay locally and, and we'll all yeah, go out and sure. eat. and Spend our money locally. Absolutely. <laughs> and support <laughs> the local community.
2: And that's the highlight. I always, when Frank and Emily are there, I'm always make sure that I say, where are you guys having supper tonight? Because they're there for yeah. the weekend. They have to eat out and where are you guys having supper tonight and so we usually make supper dates i'll yeah. go home get my get my wife my sister-in-law meet them at a restaurant sometimes todd comes in fact i think we've even all come to todd's for a meal or yep, two we have yep yes and, we uh,
3: have and sometimes we even shower before we do that <laughs> <laughs> no, sometimes it's
0: mandatory that we have to shower before, <laughs> before we do that
2: to me that's the highlight of the whole thing getting together after the shoot and talking about the experience because you don't hang out the whole time everyone has nope. has a different Experience, shot different scores, shot with different people, got more got news from different people, it's into different things. And Emily's into so many things that it's always nice to hear what's going on. And that's the highlight for me getting together and having those conversations. And always evening always ends way too quick.
3: Yep. Those we weekends always learn go. new excuses for why we missed the 25th <laughs> target on the first round. <laughs> that's
0: right. <laughs> so so now okay so so that was that's kind of how we met in that so emily lately i mean you've been blowing it up so i, I don't want to get into it too much and i know your personality is not to dwell on yourself but i have to 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 give you the credibility that i want to put behind you because you're not only an ontario champ but you're many times a, a lady uh canadian champ
3: correct I have won a few things, yeah. High all around and high overall when I started to shoot doubles. I'm still not like I'm still not great at it. Um, Frank was the first man in Canada to shoot a hundred straight in double, so he should be coaching me along a little better, don't you think? And I was gonna go. That
0: was my next you just stole my thunder from Frank. Come on, thunder. Frank. <laughs>
4: so i'm a modest man <laughs>
0: <laughs> so then that does lead me to frank and i knew he wouldn't say it i'm glad you did em i was gonna throw it in at the end um so frank how did you get started in shooting and like because you guys met at a gun club way i i kind of know the somewhat of the story but how, when did you start shooting was it in your teens
4: Well, I have always had a lifelong fascination with firearms, whether it started from a cork gun, shooting it behind my grandfather's chair when I was six, seven or eight years old. I always had uh, an ability to aim a firearm. So in my late teens, I had an uncle that was a member of the Bell Hunters and Shooters and... Uh, there was a trap club out by the Metro Zoo called Triangle Trap Club. So, at that particular time, you know, I had a Browning over and under, and I had a Browning A5 automatic. I had, well, several different firearms and rifles, and he decided to, would you like to come out and shoot? So, I got an evening invite on a Wednesday night to go out and shoot trap. And I thought, well this is really great. You know, you get the pull the trigger and shoot multiple times in an evening where you go hunting. Sometimes all you shoot is depending on what's flying over top of you. Uh, you know, could be two shells. So instantly I was, uh, kind of hooked after the first night. So I then continued on and that was in 1974. Um, I, uh, 1970 continued shooting and i started shooting inner county and that year that it was 50 bird target races that went around to multiple clubs there was quite a few more clubs about at that time and i went out and i purchased one when uh a bt-99 when they first came out so that was my first real trap gun uh i went out and competed for most of the inner county and i shot some pretty good scores like i had a of uh, 49 with the the first weekend I had the BT 99. So I was, uh, I unfortunately lost in the shoot off, uh, to Roman Skandu who was one top gun back in those days. Um, and they just pr- progressed farther. So I joined ATA and I started shooting ATA. Uh, and I didn't do that much shooting on the, the fall of 74. <laughs> So in 1975, I went out and, you know, I lived at home and I could enjoy that thing of going out and buying certain things that I wanted to buy. I worked all the time. I never took a day off my life, basically. So I went out and bought a Ludic monogun. Back in those days, it was probably the best firearm you could buy. And from there, it just went crazy. So I went from uh, in 1975, I went from 21 and a half yards to 27 yards in the same year. Holy so, crap! Did you really? Yeah, well, shot quite a bit. And then 1975, I went. I went to the Grand for the second time. I was there so, in '74. Hold on. So <laughs> you
0: went. You started shooting around. or you? You bought. Sorry, I'm trying to follow. So you in '74. When did you start shooting? 1970. 74 and in 75 you were a 27 yard you were to the fence and so I started to, of uh,
4: 1975 I was at 21 and a half yards and I made it back to the 27 yard line the same year that's insanity um, <laughs> I and I went to the Grand American and I only missed one single for the whole week so I went 199 on the Monday and I went 200 straight on the Wednesday on the grand in championship and I, I know what I ended up, uh, getting through one round of the shoot off, but, uh, you know what? That's kind of like a
0: nervous thing a little bit. Oh gosh. Mm. And, and then some, and then some, for those that don't know a shoot off, you got every, every, every good shooter that shot a good score. So everybody that tied, you got to go to the line to shoot off to see who wins. But then it's not just that it's all the spectators standing there watching who's going to win. We're typically nobody's watching you shoot trap at any competition, but until the shoot off. And now you've got all these people eyes on you target for target. It's yeah, it's nerve wracking. Mm so you
4: no, know, i'm a holder of 200 straight in uh in singles and i have 100 straight doubles and the closest i've ever gotten is 98 uh, from 27 yards and i've never had that 100 straight which would have been nice but you know what i i, I can still think about it You're i don't still know young, frank
0: and i if yeah, from what know. i know you just acquired a, a a firearm that could make that happen right yeah, I got my old... You got uh, your ludic
4: back. Ludic back after, about well, oh, 38, 35, 40 years. I, I sold it to a guy who shot it, maintained it well. And the thing is, like, brand new. It's unbelievable what condition this is. And uh, he passed away, uh, very unfortunately. And his wife happened to make a call and say, I know that you wanted to buy this gun. And I, not that I'm... My, my current gun works just fine, but I, its sentimental value with it is just unbelievable. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Yeah, Set, serial number eight eleven, and um, it's a. Uh, well, I hope you get to see it over the next spring or so, yeah, you know, because i want to shoot it. It's, it if you, if, it's a, a wonderful, it's a wonderful thing. To that's have awesome. I've it's never shot of- a
0: Ludic. I've only heard about it. Everybody talks about mm-hmm. it, but I've never shot one. In fact, I, I've only seen one and had one in my hands and only because it was in a store.
4: It's, it's a fantastic trigger mechanism. It's a beautiful uh, operating piece. You just It just keeps shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting, and shooting. That's awesome.
3: Seven moving parts. Seven moving parts. Seven That's total.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's a, it's a Not like system. my 1100 8000
1: moving parts. <laughs> <Let me do>. <laughs> 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 yeah. Question, uh, How long did it take you to, to to get to uh, the 100 straight and in, in, in doubles? Uh, 1976. So <laughs> it took you a,
0: 2 years to become the, to become yeah. the first man to ever the first person to ever shoot a hundred straight at doubles in Canada
1: and it's, it, it, that short short period, that that's pretty amazing I didn't
0: know and I didn't know you you hit the back fence in like your first year of shooting that's insane Frank I didn't I, know that
4: I shot for three years straight and it was crazy the way I left the game back then but it was just like in those days uh I left at you know double a 27 double a double so it was like It was a just a period of time that I did. If I kept shooting, you know, who knows what I would have been doing. Tell them
3: about taking a whole summer off, quitting your job to shoot. In in 1975,
4: that year, I did quit. I just finished my apprenticeship as an auto mechanic at that time, and I took the whole summer off. And I traveled all around North America and. United States to various shoots. I, uh, that year I won the, um, uh, New York state doubles open championship. I won the Florida state open doubles championship. I won the Canadian doubles, uh, championship. And that in the year and that I ran the 100 straight and, uh, a few other that's crazy of the-
0: now was it could it be a bit lucrative back in the day i've heard guys say uh, 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 certain individuals in particular back in the day they go to florida and yeah. they'd, they'd come home way up in well, money
4: like i never i never uh, had to pay when i got on my role i never paid for shooting other than with my winning so i went away for that whole almost three months that summer. I went out to Denver, Colorado, shot the mile high shoot. I shot a 98 from 27 yards out there and, you know, picked up over a thousand dollars back then. And Dan, Dan Benellis, I don't know if you know the name, he shot 100 straight. So he kind of cleaned up everything there. Oh, so, I did a lot of traveling and to quite a few events. And I came home at the, in the fall with $5,000 liquid in my pocket. So that's a lot of money back in
2: 1975.
3: Yeah, that's something. good money. No doubt. <clears throat> yeah. Made more than he would as an apprentice mechanic.
4: Right. <laughs> yeah. You're being a professional shooter. So it was, um it was a great time. And, uh, you know, sometimes I have regrets that I put the gun down, but everybody does. I think there's quite a few people that just do it. It's all I did. I shot, Thursday night, Saturday, and then I went to registered shoots on Sunday. and Or else I went traveling to, you know, different places. Uh, it, was, it was a great time. Yeah, Michigan State, I was down there once. You know, I shot well, but I, you know, one didn't win in AAA or AA. You know, that type of thing.
3: Yep. That's unbelievable. That's what was unbelievable. your favorite club back then? <laughs> where I worked. Come on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> loaded questions. Perfectly <laughs> right. needed, right? So I'm they, not in the room where bet, I can
3: but... poke them to say me.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, no, what happened was, is I shot that first year at Triangle Tech Club, and then the zoo came into play, and it got eaten up by you know. I was there one Wednesday night, and uh, we were there, and all of a sudden, the SWAT team was coming over the back of the field because somebody said there was somebody who was down shooting up the animals in the zoo. This is before it even went to the public. <laughs> and so all the time we're, we're looking at it, the very end of the club, and there's this SWAT team with their full gear coming over the hill, and we're kind of, everybody's on load, puts the guns down, and all of a sudden these guys come up and they say, don't tell me this is a gun club. <laughs> like, they're, they're kind of going, you got to be kidding me. We got called in that somebody was down shooting up the animals in the zoo. So that's how it came out. So they came and hung around for a while and then, you know, we went back to business, but it wasn't very long after that, that they shut down the operating there. And I had to find a new gun club. So Peel Trap Club uh, up Heart Lake road where uh, just happened to be Emily's parents ran this club and I was just did my casual shooting there. And it was, you know, I was a good shooter at the club. But I was still only 21 years old. So, yeah, you know what? It's uh, days that I uh, never forgotten. You know, there's a lot of firsts. <laughs>
0: Oh, and, and unbelievable! I didn't even know what all those stories, Frank. I'm so glad that to hear. It's unbelievable. I'm just in awe of the the accomplishments. I knew all I knew was the was the doubles. You're such a humble guy and too quiet. You never talk. If if that was me, <laughs> I'd be wearing t-shirts with it on there. I'd have like like I'd be look like a concert t-shirt in 1974. I made the back <laughs> fence in 1975.
3: <laughs> well, you know, Doug Kurt, uh, who we all know, he shot the first. 100 straight in and handicap. And so when those two get together, they're kind of like, mm, 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 look at us. <laughs> <La-de-do>. <laughs> <laughs>
4: well, you know he's a same
3: guy also. You know? Yes.
4: Uh, but he, <laughs> he, he he's somebody that knew of my error and what happened in those days. And it was, you know, it was a good time. You know, it was um, kind of left up. a lot of people. Yeah. And he used to do a lot of training. I didn't it's kind of like you're a shooting god so to speak in canada when i use that term i refer to as uh everybody would want to shoot and all i had to do was just pay my money for the entry fee and and guys like al Hull who were involved with trap shooting for quite a bit you know i'd shoot with him and people coming out and gil henderson the, the, i just had to sit on position three and shoot so it was yeah. pretty. It was pretty nice, you know, when you have an older man looking after the uh, the all your targets you're shooting. When I say looking after and pulling the squads and organizing. You know?
3: Yeah, that's awesome. good mentorship in the sport, right? People are worried. They show up at a gun club, and what do you like? Do you just show up at a gun club, you know? And what do you do? and Oh, I get that you know, question all the time, right? Like, yeah. I'm nervous. And, you know, I, like, you,
0: can I come out? Can I just?
3: Yeah.
1: yeah, and I tell you what, as a as somebody who never didn't grow up in in gun clubs, and uh, it is intimidating. We've talked about this on previous podcasts before, and it takes people like yourselves, the four of you, uh, that are ambassadors for gun clubs and stuff to make people feel comfortable and, and share that experiences that you've had for years and years to, uh, you know, bring people and, and make them want to come back. So if yeah. you, if you guys from, and I'm just going to ask a couple of quick questions here from a mentorship perspective, have you, have you mentored each other? through through the sport and, and are you chose, well i mean in what I, wait, I gotta uh, ask.
0: how are you asking
1: <laughs> well each of you have had your successes and i'm sure the ups and downs in, in in the sport where things were working one day weren't enough uh, another and and maybe they were both not working at the same time but how, how did you feed off each other through the years of trap shooting and 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 keep moving
3: Since older. I'm the youngest, well, can I tell? Here's, the, I? here's the thing, Bill. Um, so Frank and I met at the gun club, but he's seven years older than me. And my dad used to walk around the gun club as he was manager and he maintained the grounds. And he used to walk around with a very large shovel in his hand. And he'd look <laughs> tear down guys <laughs> like Frank who looked at me a little bit too, too interested, right? And um, so... So Frank being seven years older and me being 16 at the time when I started showing huge interest in him, he realized perhaps that at that age, seven years difference can be a problem. So we ended up uh, going our separate ways. My dad died in 77. We moved from the gun club, my mom and I. And um, Frank went off his way and I went off mine and we didn't get back together until 33 years later. So yeah, so this is a crazy. very interesting little romance story. But do we mentor each other? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, no. Between we those know.
0: two, maybe not because they're married, <laughs> right? Like they're 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 around each other twenty four seven. That's not a good. That yes. that can never be a mentorship.
2: Uh, no. The kind
3: of
0: suggesting it's kind of like teaching your
4: that's wife driving, teaching your wife shooting. Your, uh, very close, and it's kind of. Uh, it, I find it much better when somebody else shares that point of observation of what you think's wrong or you think, Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah I, he paid someone that. 20 bucks to tell me I need to keep my head on the yeah. stock. Yeah. Yeah. He's,
0: right. he's walking around whispering <laughs> to people's ears. Go tell her to put her head on the stock. Don't tell her to put her head <laughs> he
3: on the stock. around with a pocket full of 20s <laughs> bribing people to tell me things.
0: <laughs> That's so awesome. So I could tell. So I, obviously from my standpoint bill and i think i've shared this lots but dad was my initial mentor right and got me going on it and and shooting singles dad never shot doubles and so at one when you asked that bill uh, about mentorship in, in many ways, in many facets, even not just shooting. So it just conversations I have with Emily and, an ambassadorship and gun club and stuff mentored me out the wazoo for that side of things on the actual shooting side. I can, I can say, and, and it's going to sound like I'm toot my own horn. And I think it's been a few podcasts since I said <laughs> that I'm a little bit, uh, well, uh, egotistical. At le- at least one.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say there's yeah. been at least one yeah. podcast in between. <laughs> because a little there bit. wasn't a whole lot of you on last podcast. I'm just saying that's probably the reason why that never came up. It never came, it up. Never came up. I never got to say I'm a bit narcissistic, so
0: I'm going to drop this. Nobody's ever
2: heard words like a little bit or a bit or a little it's a lot <laughs> <in Italian. laughs> but they're always followed up with
3: orange shoes <laughs> so he doesn't draw attention
0: <laughs> I know just, who I am yeah. and I own it I'm okay with this so I will say that I then had to learn doubles and dad and I never had a really a doubles gun I mean I had an 1100 and I shot doubles a long time ago like in 2002 I think might've been my first attempt at doubles and then, okay, forget this. It's a lot of money. Cause it's double the shells, double the target. I'm out the door, forget it. And so, and to practice that is insanity. So, but now I got the combo gun shooting a lot more, want to get into doubles. So I went and picked the Frankers brain. I will tell you. And, Pat, Pat myself on the back, but Pat Frank on the back, because I went from I, I it's only been a few years that I started shooting doubles. And but this year I actually won our gun club championship by cranking out. What did I shoot? Was it a 48 in doubles Dad? out of the but I won the high overall and beat a lot of good shooters names because Frank I, it was when I heard he was the hundred, the, the first hundred straight. I I pick his brain. <laughs> okay, Frank, what am I doing? And he did told me.
3: Did he give you the caramel secret? He he did.
0: <laughs> am I allowed to say what, what what? Frank, are you giving me permission to say what you told me to do <laughs> and how to shoot doubles? <laughs> so I I I was jumping on, and I would shoot over that second target quite a lot because I'd fire the first one and get to the second. And what Frank actually slowed me down a bit and said, "What you got to do." is pull a loop so when you shoot that first target it's just come down and come back up to that second and it's almost like you're shooting that target the first like like a single would come out of the house so hit the first yeah. one as fast as you can that's a really big key but you can mark that guy they're always in the same spot but the second one come with a loop and therefore i'm not going straight across and shooting over top of it and just do a little small loop and come up under it and oh magic magic night Mm -hmm. and day and so yeah Yeah. mentorship uh, every which way like it's unbelievable I mean personality wise uh, and then ambassadorship wise uh, from the Emster and shooting tips from Frank and it that's what gun club life is right but but a lot from emily
2: and frank and th- everyone is that way everyone it, wants to help somebody else it, the whole group of shooters are like that and we touched a little bit about somebody new coming to the gun club and they're they're standing there they don't understand the game they don't understand the positions that it looks really difficult they're in awe they're they're intimidated and and i know uh, the bunch of us I always make a point at going over and say hey you're here for the first time can we help you can we explain anything make them feel welcome and then they discover that once they're out on the line somebody lends them a gun and away they go there's all kinds of help and you don't you don't got to feel self-conscious you just you just got to be up there and have fun and usually after that people are hooked they want to get into the game oh,
0: yeah fun. i've never seen anybody yeah. not hooked i really yeah. haven't but
3: yeah, it's so much fun. And, you know, we when we came back to shooting in Ontario, now it's been 10 years ago, I guess. I moved back here from Alberta. Frank started shooting more again. And, um, you know, it's been delightful just seeing people we knew back in the late 70s. And we thought, gosh, you've aged 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's awesome to meet all these people again. And, some people look at us and go, wow, yeah, like, this is a no brainer. You, you know, you, you, you're you good together. You know, it's a good thing to yep. see you and Frank together. And, and we feel that too. It's an interesting thing to be a couple that goes and shoots because, you know, lots of times the men are like, oh, gee, I better get home. Or, you know, I promised the wife and, you know, for us, it's, uh, it's something we love to do together and, you know, we travel together to do it and, You know, we we have friends, you know, all across the country who shoot and, um, you know, we know we're welcome anywhere um, with those friends we've made, so...
1: I should have known known that from the competitive side that you guys were more competitive than that because I've heard that Frank was a much better cribbage player than you. (laughs) That's what I heard. Oh,
3: yeah, Phil, that's true. (laughs)
4: One of the the most crazy, you know, part of my return to trap shooting, I, I went out and I said to Emily, I have to get a, I have to get a, Gun. And I ended up going up and buying a, a used uh, Beretta combo and, and uh, I bought, I picked it up on a Friday afternoon or a Friday out in Oshawa and I took it to the Canadian or the Ontario's where the, the singles day was up. And I just decided, well, I'm just going to shoot the 200 singles. I'm coming back, right? Shooting.
3: I was so, still living um, in Calgary.
4: Yeah. And we haven't shot for 35 years, I guess it was, or something like that. And uh, I put up this gun. I said, this gun feels pretty good. Fits nice. So I went over and bought myself 200 uh, rounds of ammunition. And I shot one round at the practice trap and I said, oh, this feels pretty good and then I started the shoot and this isn't supposed to happen but I went out and I ran the first 75 straight after <sighs> 35 years of being <laughs> and dropped one in the last, not the last target, but about the third target out on the 25 well that's when your heart stares pumping. but i broke 99 in the first first hundred and and 95 in the second hundred so i i said for all of a sudden you're kind of coming back to something and you're going you know what i shouldn't
0: have quit (laughs) (laughs) it's like riding a bike that's awesome
3: and he phoned me in Calgary after he shot the 99, and I could hear his voice cracking, like, you won't believe what I shot. And I thought he shot terribly, because <laughs> I thought, oh, poor guy. <laughs> so I shot 99.
1: <laughs> so did you feel for him then?
3: Yeah. I did. I knew he was back. My Frankie was back.
4: After 75 straight, I said to myself, at, at that stage, I went, this isn't supposed to be happening. <laughs> <laughs> no, the last one, I was lucky; I didn't miss a half a dozen. You know what I mean? It's just because your mind was. You know, oh, the pressure, right? The yeah, guns trap heavy. Shooting doesn't matter, even if it's the first twenty-five. Uh, that trembling gut feeling you have—that that's trap shooting is always being beating yourself that's all it is it's not beating a competition nope. it's just yep. beating your inner demons that fight against you and having more than one target at a time in your mind that's that's yeah. that's always been my philosophy and it's it worked back in my other younger days it's just one at a time one at a time that's all you got to keep telling yourself
1: yeah it's a
0: mental test
1: yeah, it is.
0: Yeah. I actually, yeah, I, I think I posted that somewhere on yesterday. This, or it might have been this morning. The sporting clay guys on a Facebook group. There's like sixteen thousand members on this clay shooting uh, Facebook group, and and somebody was was chirping about trap shooters, this and that. And we don't have a lot of sporting clays up here, so trap shooters shooting is pretty much the uh, an Ontario game for us. And so, it, it's sporting clays getting a little more out there but we don't really have a lot of registered so trap shooting is what we know and love and so guys were getting on it and so i just kind of i pumped in there and said if you can master the mental ability of trap shooting then any other sport that you take on any other genre of shotgunning is a piece of cake yeah yeah
3: no. Wait, Some, wait, wait along your, those lines. Wait turn, yeah. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. oh, well, you can just hear it pumping
4: through your ears of blood right yeah because it and, is and it, what it technically story? should be boring <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry
0: <laughs> because you're just standing yep. on the line shooting target and that's what it is it's a mental it's a full-on mental game but sorry i <laughs> and
3: i was gonna say in what other sport any other sport can you start at a at such a young age and continue to an age where you would retire from any other sport and still enjoy still be competitive right yeah, like 48 years of a sport yeah, that's i mean exactly it's right. wonderful yeah,
2: yeah. exactly it's, and
3: right. i you know as long as you can stay healthy yeah. and shooting keeps you healthy it's good yeah. stress relief uh, builds confidence you know resiliency like it's no, it's, it's amazing. Amazing what, uh, what participating can be. And again, you know, you're out there, you're meeting people, that social interaction is also uh, so positive. And w- where we shoot
2: now, there's a lot of guys, the aged guys, I mean, talking 80s and over. Yeah. There's a lot of yep. those guys that are still participating and shooting. And I heard a comment just shortly, just a little while ago, where, man, oh, man, you old guys go out there and then, and then they'll turn around and say, well, I'm having a little trouble with, with this or I'm having a little trouble with that. But from where us young guys are standing, you guys are still acing targets. You know, yeah. like at your oh, age, sure. you're, you're yeah. still out shooting these young guys and you think you're having trouble. And I heard that comment just, just recently. So, you're you know, you're exactly right.
3: Yeah. and aging into the veteran or senior vet category doesn't make it easier. No, it means that's where it's cut the out for you, right? Yeah.
1: That's the, that's the shooters, yeah. man.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Bill, you're better off where you are at your age. I
1: tell you, yeah. I'm just still looking to break my first 25. I mean, I, when Frank says he's got his 75 after 35 years, maybe I just need to take a break.
3: Just make sure you wear your <laughs> least favorite hat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure lots of 24s, and just that mental thing, like you guys were talking about there. It's always, I was at a, a, a Todd's uh, clinic there a couple of years ago, and I was shooting pretty good and. I don't know, it was on the second to last station, I dropped a target and all of a sudden out of the corner of my eye comes a spent shotgun shell across the, across the line like you,
3: oh, no. you <laughs>
1: fool, you know, you, you, you shot like that and we were, and it was Scotty, it was Scott Goodall, he, he threw a he spent shotgun shell at me because he's like, you were on, inkballing all, every target and all of a sudden a straight away you just dropped it and, and how did you, you know, and, and at that point, what, what does it matter? I mean, I shot, uh, I, I ran the next but the one target It seems to be my nemesis From the entire time I've been shooting But as soon as you do it, the mental
0: break is there And you're off Yeah, And then it's 25s like like they're butter, Mm -hmm. right?
2: But I I, I was... I was with Frank when he said that he hadn't shot for so long, came back, and then he's just running them and having a great time. Like, I was struggling, and I mean, I was struggling, especially in handicap before the COVID hit, and then everything was shut down for a few months at COVID, and so excited to get back when they said, okay, you can have small groups come back, and— holy moly, I was, I was smoking them. I thought, Oh my gosh, I'm having a great day. And Todd looked at me and he just, he just looked at me and said, yeah, you've had a break. You forgot all your bad habits.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. True story. About yeah. Trap shooting, it, when it's going well, you're in a zone. Well, and you are. there's nothing, yeah. nothing else going on around you. It's just like, it's you and the targets out in front of you. And yeah. like that is the feeling you get when you get rolling, and it's you know shooting a lot does help, but it still have been able to get that narrowed uh, focus where yeah. you're.
2: Yep. Not it just, just feels easy those anymore. days, and yeah. yeah. every target looks good, no matter what the angle, what the height, what it's doing. Every target yeah. looks hittable, and you just go and do it. You just do it. Yeah, you just do it. Yeah. yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I've been in that zone a couple of times, and it's amazing. Yep.
4: you're hitting them hard and it's like sometimes you're shocking yourself and you're hitting them with oh, it.
2: Definitely. <laughs> yes. Yep, definitely.
4: It's a zone, less you think and less you talk about or uh, counting is the worst thing. <laughs> yeah. But how do you not
0: do it? Especially when you're a math professor.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. I count. Uh, we have to tell a story about our dear friend, Neboja, oh! when He shot his first hundred straight. The big man. Oh. Yeah, Frank and I were shooting on his squad. I'm always squad leader. Frank's always three. is always five. And then we fill in two and four, you know, with people, maybe new people, right? We like that. So is shooting the last of all of us. So he's shooting, and we're, we're all cognizant of the fact that he hasn't missed the target. And we're on our last round of 25, and he shot 24 in a row. And the next target, the last one of our entire round— Uh, It will be his first 100 straight. So he carefully pulls up his gun and he's shaking inside, he tells us later. And he calls for the target and the machine, it comes out broken. So he has to take his gun down, mount his gun again, call again. The target comes out broken. And instead of clearing, you know, he, he's fairly new. He puts up his gun again. A third target comes out broken. I'm standing soldier straight, not even wanting to breathe, terrified that he's going to miss this last target. Finally, a perfect full target comes out, and he hits it. And then the whole squad just goes up in tears, and we're all excited, but almost missed it, and it was a brilliant moment to be there. Yeah, more pressure
4: for him was on us watching what was going on in that hundred target oh, oh
0: yeah believe it <laughs> Yep. <Yeah. laughs> the, the yeah. mental but he he got over that metal hump could you imagine three broken targets and that fourth one? Oh my gosh yeah. on your hundredth target long for long telling yourself somebody doesn't want me to shoot Oh no doubt like in the hundred straight's hard <laughs> enough your last five i mean the gun doesn't barely move you it, it feels like lead the last 25 your your stomach's up Upside down
4: Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh
0: So I wanted to um, Bill you mentioned Scotty And it made me me think Because I wanted to say like for me uh, social is everything, right? Like you have, you're you not going to get rich trap shooting, but you are going to have a blast doing it, right? And uh-huh. it's a, it's probably, I, I say it's a lifestyle. Some people would say it's a hobby. I don't believe it's a hobby because it, like you said, you're somewhere every weekend. And once you start involving people and having a social, uh, scale, I consider that a lifestyle now. And, and so that, because it consumes you, it it becomes what you want to do. You can't wait to get to that next gun club, right? Wherever it is and see all your buddies again and hi to everybody and meet new people and, and, and then get to shoot as well, which that might be the hobby side of it. But so for me, I know Scott's told me, and I I guarantee you there's people that have, have, all right. Some of our listeners, longtime hunter fishermen that have been to gun clubs before, and they're probably roll their eyes going, Yeah, my gun club's not that nice. My gun club's not that social, blah, blah, blah. And and I get it. There are jerks at gun clubs. There's jerks everywhere. It doesn't matter where you go. And there's egos at gun clubs and every but you I want to okay. impress. You just got to ignore that and, and, yeah. and get, get pat. And so the people like that never have bothered me probably because I'm one of those people. <laughs> where, <laughs> so I, I just, I'm me. And if you don't like it, I don't care because I'm here. And, and if you, maybe if you don't like me, I'm going to be over the top with you and you're really going to hate me. I'm, I'm going to hug you and love you more than you could ever imagine. So that's right. That, uh, them with kindness, absolutely. <laughs> that's our motto. <laughs> so, and, but that's who I am. And so I know there's a lot of people out there And it just blows my mind Because I get phone calls And and it was the reason we started the Trap Shooting Clinic I mean, people would say You know, you do the redneck country trap shooting clinic and, and, but are you, are you guys like the best of the best? And well, absolutely not. And if we thought <laughs> we have that the most fun, that's, it. that's you got her. <laughs> but if we thought that it would be one-on-one lessons and it would be yes. my time's worth these hours and we're doing, we're bringing in 20, 25 people and, and, and having everybody and we are going through the gun club culture the lifestyle and so yes we're going to go through how we shoot and and we have multiple instructors so you have all different ways because i'm not going to tell you which way is right or wrong when when i look and i go okay i'm told to hold my feet this way but i just watched a guy straddle those 24 by 30 patio stones with his feet like he's going to take off for a race and still hit you know, 90 something targets. So I can't tell you which way is right or wrong. I can tell you the theory, the philosophy, and how I do it. And then we have others that come out and help that do the same thing. And so we do this and the, to, to invoke and get people to come out. And we still have people that won't even come to those events because there's more People there, There's 20, 25 people. And I get it. And so Scott said to me, I would have never have gone to a gun club if it wasn't for you. He's lived in St. Thomas his whole life. He's hunted his whole life. And he didn't go to a gun club until we started hanging out and hunting together. I, I don't know what it was now, maybe thir- 14 years, 15 years ago. Actually, it might be a bit more than that, but he never went to a gun club or wanted to because that's what he said. He was intimidated to go, and I don't know how to get across to people that, yeah, the jerks are there, and if you key in on them, they're going to want you to key in on them because that's they start talking loud about their, their winnings and their competitions and ignoring you but talking how good they are. You can tell who they are, and so ignore them and it's tough to ignore them. But how do you get across to those people come out? Because there's us that are there that want to meet new people and would love for you to pick up our gun. Would love to join you on the line and would love to be there when you hit your first target and we see that excitement and then you're hooked and so exactly. I, I don't know how to get that through because I still have people to this day that will call me or message me and say, well, you know, how, how can I get it? And, and they've shown interest enough to call. How can I get a, and, well, they just show up and just, well, I, I don't know. Yeah, I might do it. And you know, you're not going to see them. And I just don't know yeah. how to reach those. And I know we've had this conversation. Then, so it might be a, yeah, an open conversation, and I, but
3: some people are hesitant. And so Um, Frank, you know, he gets dragged from club to club when I say, oh, hey, Saturday, um, so-and-so messaged me on Facebook and said they'd like to try shooting. And I said, "Okay, where are you near? Let's meet. And so I'll clear it with, you know, the the local gun club and now in our pandemic times, it's a little bit uh, more challenging, but, you know, we always have an open door to us, of course, at St. Thomas, or we can send them your way and say, meet them, Todd, and give them a good time. And <laughs> we'll, you know, Frank and I'll meet people at Galt or we'll meet people at Toronto Gun or we'll meet people at Hamilton. We love, you know, meeting people where they're likely to join clubs and then just introduce them around, get them to know a few people on their very first day and then you know the next time when they want to go out by themselves to shoot or to actually join and they want advice on getting a gun or you know where to get their shells or you know tips on how to shoot a little better then they already know a few people at the club right so that's all it takes and then they have a whole circle of friends
1: that's awesome and that's such a key is is such a key element of the of the whole thing? Is if we don't endorse it, it's going to go away, and we don't want that ever because this is so much of a uh, of what we are and who we are and what we want to pass down to our children, our friends, and and our family. And if there's not people like you guys out there willing to take the time or or introduce people to clubs or people, then then that stigma is is going to be there, and, and we want to erase that right away. Yeah, right?
3: yeah. one yeah. of the things I got behind. Uh And I'm on the board of the Canadian University Shooting Federation. And that is an organization of um, young people and older shooters like me who mentor uh, and, you know, advise. And we are supporting um, shooting clubs at post-secondary institutions. There used to be shooting clubs at high schools and colleges and universities across the country, and they've kind of gone by the wayside because, uh, unfortunately, the media and the government um, would have a, a criminal, uh, you know, attachment to the, our, our hobby. And so now we have 18 sports shooting clubs across the country, uh, some in uh, colleges and universities, in inner cities that were problematic, the University of Toronto and Concordia University in Montreal, um, they now have sport shooting clubs and they shoot um, rifle and skeet and traps. And uh, that's the demographic we know we want, right? They, they're the biggest voting demographic. They they love uh, the idea of target shooting, but now they just need some help getting started. And so we, we have, um, I guess I'm going to call them field officers at a variety of clubs across the country who welcome um, post-secondary students and their clubs, uh, you know, to their range to help them out. Perfect. Canadian University Shooting Federation. Look it up.
0: Canadian federation. No, Canadian, Canadian University,
3: University. Yeah.
0: Shooting Federation.
3: C-u-s- C-A
0: There you go. That's awesome. Yeah, and that yep. is we really need to put some weight behind that, right? Because that you're 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 exactly right. That uh, that is the future of the sport. It it it's, yep. it's really. Yeah. And and so you also said stigma, and I know Frank <laughs> brought up his uh his ludic and talking about a bt-99 and with that stigma the other thing that i feel it contributes to the the lack of confidence to a hunter coming out is the fact that they don't have a trap gun they don't have one of these fancy you know with an adjustable comb and adjustable rib and so i want to say on here for anybody listening that you don't need it. A, a, a 12-gauge shotgun preferred, there's lots that come out and try, try 20s in practice. I mean, competition, you want more shot for, for, for hitting the targets and, and increase your odds. But I've seen guys come out to some of our competitions that we have out there from the Redneck Countryside with their grandfather's bolt action. 12 gauge shotgun, mm-hmm. and so I wanna I wanna say that 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 stigma you, it doesn't matter what gun you got. Everybody knows you're a new shooter when you come out. They don't expect you to have a trap gun. And I had a buddy that he had an 1100 field, and the way he held it, he could he could smash targets faster than anybody I knew with a with a trap gun. It was just unbelievable. It was just the way that he he held it and, and knew how 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 to hold the gun at a certain height that he could hit them pretty quick. And so from my standpoint, standpoint any shotgun i'd want to trying to remove all those stigmas to to get the confidence to go out to a gun club everybody you just got to put in perspective that everybody knows you're a new shooter own it come on out and hey yeah. I'm, I'm not I, i've hunted lots i'm not shot <laughs> let's do this and i mean like i said you'll, you'll have some guys that are that are ego but so what they're they're everywhere i mean i bet you bowling alley's got those dudes well
3: yeah. we we went to um the canadian championships in brandon manitoba and oh no sorry in edmonton a few years back and a local shooter went with his group his uh, um, squad so there were the five of them and the fellow i'm speaking about is charlie bogus and he shoots uh, at galt with us Uh, he is a man in his 70s and he shoots a model 12, which has, you know, duct tape holding pieces together. (laughs) And um, we were delighted that he decided to come with his squad and traveled all the way to Edmonton. And he won the Canadian handicap championship. With With an old old model 12? 12. That is awesome. Yeah. At that age to boot. Yep. And I was, he was in a shoot off with someone who had quite a fancy pants gun. And I was refing the shoot off and I was just so amazed at his, you know, his ability to just stay calm and shoot that thing and win the shoot off and become the Canadian handicap champion, which is the big, the big tournament, the big event for us, right? Yeah nationals that's awesome, awesome. and yep. see I, yeah with an old gun <laughs>
0: yeah and i can i can relate zagger to that too i watched him i think my first canadians that i attended i watched zagger win i think the singles the 200 single i don't know if it, I, I think that's what he did with an old 11 hunt with hit well his his now, I don't think he shoots it much anymore, but his old 1100 and it had like duct tape wrapped around this. I remember yeah. watching him shoot in flip-flops with this 1100 and, and taper it and destroying everybody. I'm like, what on earth is going on? He doesn't have no massive Parazzi He's or Krieghoff or anything,
2: but is a shooter.
4: what's that? Sorry, sorry is. Frank, if Billy can shoot any. Yep. Swing, play, ski, oh. he can do He's a He's... Canadian
0: ski champion, right? And I believe he was a Canadian, Sporting clay champion, and he said the only thing he hasn't won high overall is the Canadian trap. He's yeah. won he's won events, but not high, not all events, like not high overall. Yeah, yeah, he can he can shoot, and and I'll tell you, with an eleven hundred with with duct tape or, or like like hockey <laughs> tape, or stick tape wrapped around the the grip yeah. to give it a palm swell, <laughs> like it's.
3: Yeah. Yep. It's all between the ears. Concentration. That's it.
0: Yeah. Focus. Concentration. You're right. No, that's awesome. Bottom line. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, And the camaraderie is top notch. It's the social aspect. I, yeah. I miss it so much with COVID right now. You, I, I miss going out to the gun club because I'm I'm one mouthy turd. I mean, I don't think we have to hide that fact, everybody. <laughs> if, if you've listened to this podcast, you know it. And I just, it is so much fun for me to just walk up and down the line and chirp people and have, and then which sparks conversations. But it's just a blast. And I do, it's so much fun. I just can't believe it. And, and shooting for me is secondary. Well,
2: yeah. You go to a, a weekend shoot and the, the singles event on one day, 100 in the morning, 100 in the afternoon, and you're not much more than an hour shooting your first 100. Uh, you're an hour, an hour and a half at the most shooting your second 100. The rest of the day, you're just there. And it's visiting, eating. Yeah. yeah, you're, you're visiting, you're having lunch with people, you're sharing coffee and like, it's just, it's just great. Like my canopy and my chairs, like I said, I have to take yeah. eight to make sure I get yeah. a seat when I come back.
0: And it's, yeah, it's such good life lessons too. Like for myself, I, I always look at how I can come out of any situation, any conversation I've had or anything. So my mind is, it never stops. I think, how could I be better? And so even, even myself, I mean, you got 200, 250, maybe 300 at, a, at competitions, and, and you look at people, and, and human nature is to judge, and I'll, I'll put a, you know, oh, geez, look at that guy. Like, he's either arrogant or something, and then I'll, I'll think to myself, you know what? Before this weekend's over, I don't know him. I'm going to go have a conversation with him and see you know what is and come to find out, I bet you 95% of the time they turn into one heck of an awesome buddy and just yes,
3: they might be just shy. That's it, yeah.
1: I tell you what, that's that, that would be something that I would be like, dude. I'd be, I'd be that guy that goes see, and, I, and I told Todd last year that yeah, I was committed and I, I bought all the shells and, and committed to go because I, I don't have that group of, of close friends uh, around here that I would go to the Gun Club with every weekend, but I was committed to do it anyways. Uh, Bill, you you drink wanna, tea. You know, Buddy, I mean
0: you drink tea so. yeah, I mean, There's a certain certain group of <laughs> we, people we that drink tea We understand the friends and you that you probably that there, right? have
1: Up there that you Yeah you know we're Tea drinking all right You guys <laughs> when you're done knitting shotguns, your sweaters you want to
0: take off Over to Toronto International shoot some trap yeah, What do you think Yeah,
1: <laughs> 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 but the, the commitment that I was going to put into it this year Is going to be the same if we get out of COVID and I, I just want to be uh, at a gun club And if if I come across like the guy that uh, you know, Hey, that guy's kind of, it's not because I am, it's because I don't know the the same group of people. And it, it'd be, it'd be nice. It, it is nice when somebody comes up and says, Hey, I haven't seen you around here before. Have you shot before and that kind of stuff And it. And if, if, uh, if the message can come across, it's, it's not intimidating once you, you get in there and start to do it and meet, meet good people. And I've, everybody I've met from, uh, from, I don't know if you call him around Frank. Yeah, he comes up to uh the Toronto International Club to the everybody in Saint Thomas to uh to around has has been pretty, pretty good. And yeah, that outside coming Hutto in. Junior just get awesome out there guy. and do it.
3: Yeah. And we we saw him last weekend. We were so excited. He looked around, and he said. Huh! It's Hamilton Gun Club. Are you here? And it was just lovely, you know. That's because awesome. We have we've been limited in numbers that we can go to a club, and yeah, it was lovely to I, see him.
1: I shot with his dad long before I ever knew knew Frank. <laughs> yeah, I shot yeah. Uh, 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 at the bunker in Charter uh, International with his dad, and had some good stories and good memories of you know, yeah, it was shooting with him on, on the line and stuff. And I, when I see him at the gun club, there he's always him and Frank are always talking and stuff and it's, it's nice awesome. to see the people that he used to shoot with before I, I love had kids it. and stopped doing it right so yeah
3: his dad always brings me gum I say, does he my mom told me not to take candies from from men <laughs> but he remembers me as a as a girl like a young girl <laughs> He brings me little packets of gun, tucks them, or gum, and tucks them in my shooting pouch.
1: Yeah, I was shooting bunker, Jay. I, I, I might have told the story before, but I was shooting bunker uh, with him. Uh, he was shooting beside me, and I was first couple times shooting at, at Toronto there. And, and, I would struggle a little bit. You, you take two shots and first one I miss, second one I you know, chip it or, or, or hit it. And, and I, was, I wasn't, wasn't doing well. And he, he looks at me and he taps me on the side and hands me a shell. He says, first barrel, first barrel. I'm like, okay. So I, 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 I can it, hear him it saying in.
0: it. That's all I could hear Frank saying. Yeah. It.
1: <laughs> the first barrel. And I drop it in and and I close the gun. I call for my target and destroy it. He goes, I did that. He said, I did that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I said, thank you very much. And, and I kept going. But I love I was, Frankie Jr., he's the, an the, awesome the dude. I didn't know yeah. him before that day. And he just wanted to see, you see me do do, do better yeah know? he's an yeah, awesome dude for sure yeah.
3: see you guys are making me miss it even more
1: <sighs> we shouldn't
0: have had yeah, this conversation Sometimes
3: it really is nicer to see other people do well you know you're so excited for them we're looking at charlie bogus's grandson mitchell Tilderholz. he's growing up and becoming an amazing shooter um, you're going to see more of him. He's, um, been shooting our inter, our, our inter-county leagues, uh, bronze and silver, and he's just growing up to be amazing. And I, I, I can't wait to have him compete in the provincial and the Canadian championship. That's so awesome. He's going to be going somewhere. See, that's,
0: that's the stories we need to hear. That's awesome. Yep. Keep it alive. Yep. Absolutely. He's growing up on
3: the track field with yep. us, you know, that's cool
0: yeah well and it instills so much responsibility (laughs) and everything like I I just it's unbelievable what what they you know I I, because I was a trap kid my daughter was a trap kid and so you have that responsibility of a job now you understand a responsibility when you become a shooter of the shotgun and and having the discipline to focus and the mental aptitude and everything like it is it's just I just don't understand how anybody could go bowling when you can go to a gun club but
3: yeah it's true, yeah. yeah. And again,
2: something you
3: can do forever. It's you know, absolutely awesome. Yeah, we well, appreciate you guys coming on.
2: Yes, it's been Thanks, fun, yeah. Frank, Emily. It's been a great. Like it makes me miss going out for <laughs> supper with you guys and seeing you in person. It's been so great to hear your voices and and I'm um, mm-hmm. so looking forward to the shooting opening up again. But we'll have to have patience, I it's guess.
3: <laughs>
2: what what was that, Frank? Sorry,
3: Hopefully April.
0: In April. Oh, I'm hoping.
3: What'd you say, Frank? Sorry.
0: He said, I can't wait to get back to the new serum.
3: Yeah. Ah, The
2: diner. The
3: serum diner. Oh, you got that
2: right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We've had some great visits in there over supper.
3: Oh, yeah. And you know what? I love, too. Every big shoot we have in Ontario, uh, when all the folks come from Quebec, right, we all like hang out together and folks come from, uh, Western Canada. We've got people from Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, like those faces, I miss because we haven't had the big shoots this past they year. We haven't right? brought them over. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. Ah, soon. Mm. Soon. soon. Yeah. yeah. Look yeah. forward to seeing you guys down the road. Yeah. No, Thanks, I appreciate yeah. it. Thanks,
2: Frank. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks Emily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk Bye. to you guys again.
4: Okay. Wonderful, wonderful spending time with you, folks. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and that'll do it for
1: this week, folks. For the Redneck Country podcast, I'm Bill, the almost guy, Tom.
0: And I'm Todd. And thanks for listening. And, folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at com. Again, that's podcast at the redneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week.